1.31 p.m. in San Francisco, and it's 4.31 p.m. in Massachusetts. And we have the absolute honor of talking to Jay and Gus from Boy Harsher. How are you guys? Hi. Doing great. Hey, uh, we're super big fans of uh, your project. We've been following you guys for many, many years. And it's an absolute honor, not only for, for my show, but for KXSF to have you on the KXSF Airwaves. Thank you so much for this. Thanks for having us. Thank you. How's life at this very moment for you guys? Where are you? Oh, um, like most people were just at our house, hanging out in the living room. Yeah, we've been here for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Same thing here. Uh, four weeks of lockdown in California. Already trying to to stay sane. What what have you guys been doing uh, for these past two weeks? Uh, you know, to stay healthy. I've been walking every day, so we're lucky because we live um, in a valley near several mountains. So luckily, we live very close to a mountain called Mount Tom. So I've uh -huh. been trying to just go on Tom every day. You guys live in a little cabin. I I, I know. We used to, actually. Okay. That's now fake news. We now live um, with our friend Zach in a small city called Holyoke. Awesome. Yeah, I was watching an interview that uh, that you did, uh, Jay, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and that's that's where you said you were, you, you were living in a, in a little cabin in the woods and stuff, which sounded super, super interesting and fun. But, yeah, well, again, thank you for uh, for being, uh, uh, you know, here in, uh, in KXSF. And uh, we want to talk to you because, like I said, we're big fans of your career. And, uh, and you know, uh, it was a big priority for us to be able to talk to you. You guys came to San Francisco a, a few months ago, and you guys played at the Great American Music Hall. Yeah, we did. And, um, oh, wow, when was that? In the fall. In the fall, exactly. Yeah, really, really special. We love San Francisco. And that Definitely. venue is beautiful, too. What an elegant room. It is indeed. I was there actually. I had the pleasure of seeing you guys play play live, and uh, well, you know, we, we do these interviews uh, every week, and we do like a lot of them, you know, every time we can, and we usually talk about the future. But with this situation, well, there's a uh, that's that's something that is not possible at this very moment. So let's talk about the history of the band. You guys been around for uh, for a few years already. How did you guys start? So we started in the beginning of 2014. We were living in Savannah, Georgia back then. We were both in film school. Um, we were running a little art gallery on the side, and we were hosting shows there. Um, it was just like pretty free kind of experimental space. So there was a show that needed an opener, so Jay and I put something together. Yeah, it was more... At that time, we were more interested in just reading over some noisy cinematic landscapes like the music I think was really different or what we were generating at the time was really different um, and it was catered to the type of shows we were booking where we were really invested in like the noise scene in the south at the time. totally and then you guys released a, a song called Pain which I hear, I know it, it, it was it, it was a very interesting situation. What's the story behind that behind that song, 
And how? Wh- why do you think it, it exploded in that way? Oh, I have no idea why it exploded, but the song came from from a tour tape. So we had just started out, and we wanted to go on tour, so we had been working on some songs. I mean, we, we always record all our music in the bedroom, but this was just like our first little studio in, in a bedroom in a house we were living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we recorded six songs and put it on tape, and... And that was in, that was in 2015, and that became a, an EP actually. Yeah, that was our, the Lesser Man EP, but it just started out as an edition of 60 tapes that we didn't think we would even sell. Yeah, I don't even know really kind of the timeline. I'm confused. I know that I sent one of the tapes that we made to this tape label that I really love called Night Tape. Night people. Uh-huh. They, I was like worried that they wouldn't respond to us because no one did, but Sean was into it and he wanted to re release it. Um, so I think that's like maybe the first, technically the first third party that released some boy harder content was Night People. I can't remember what was. And after that, you released a couple of studio albums, uh, Your Body is Nothing from 2016 and Careful from 2019, which is a great, great, uh, great record, by the way. Talk to us about Careful. I mean, it was released uh, barely last year. It hasn't been that long, but it, it did quite well. I know that. Uh, talk, to, talk, talk to us about Careful. So it's coming from the same place. So, again, we just have a little studio set up in our house and... We recorded everything there. Um, I think what was kind of different with Careful with the other records is I, I think there was a little bit more pressure or a little bit more expectation on this record, on Careful. So I think uh, we spent a really long time and we kind of went on kind of a roller coaster deciding what form it would take. So we, we, we spent almost two years on that. Yeah. Excellent. I know. I know. Jake writes the lyrics, uh, but h- how's the creative process for you guys? Because uh, I was also watching a a, a, a video from you guys uh, last night. That uh, I don't know. Uh, this organization, this group, gave, gave you guys like ten minutes to compose a, a track or something, and it was very interesting to see you guys. Uh, you know, create uh, from scratch. How does it work for you guys? How, how do you guys create? I mean. The, the Against the Clock, that 10-minute video you're talking there you about. Go. Is, That's the one. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely um, similar to our process, but it takes maybe like 10 hours to make anything resembling a song, not 10 minutes. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's very loose, very chaotic, but it's just us hanging out in the studio, kind of tapping things out, seeing if something sticks, and if it does, we just sort of start fleshing it out. Is there a is there a time uh, in the in the day of the night where all these messages, all these lyrics come to you guys? Um, I don't think so. I the writing process has changed also um, since we started. In the beginning, there was a lot of 
practicing in front of crowds. Like, we wouldn't, way before we had anything recorded, I think we were really testing out song material live. And now it works almost the other way, where you have to kind of create a lot of songs without the ability to test it live. Um, in terms of, though, I've, like, been, my whole life I've tried to be a writer and not just, you know, outside of rehearsal. Yeah. And I've said all the things. Like, sometimes, like, they say in the morning, you wake up and the first thing you do is give yourself an hour to write. Which is like, get it out there. It can be garbage. So try that. Or do it at your favorite time of day, which arguably for me is the late afternoon, or do it at nighttime. And, you know, I haven't yet really found my system. Okay. I think it's hard to grow up, maybe, like, when I'm finally in a school. I don't know when I'm so it's still pretty organic for you. But is is there like a, something that inspires you? Like, uh, let's say, literature. Uh, I don't know, uh, a short story, uh, a film that you watch. Uh, is, is there something like that, that that you like to... That maybe you have found that it gives you that inspiration? I take mostly from life and just like okay. my experiences and oftentimes memory and nostalgia. I believe, though, Gus and I, what makes our process so um, productive at times is we can watch a film and feel inspired by it and be like, ooh, I like that emotion that was projected as part of the movie. Explore that and try to get a song out of it. But a lot of the lyrics I use as opportunity to say things that I probably have never said in my life or to relive moments that were hard or explicit or crazy or lustful. It's just like an opportunity to really challenge, like a uh, channel what, uh, just channel feeling. I'm trying not to sound like a hippie, but I think it makes sense. Exactly. And uh, I know you guys met in film school. Uh, you, you mentioned that earlier during, during the interview. Your music videos are awesome. They're, they're extremely, extremely, uh, 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 you know, they're, they're great uh, music videos. Do you guys uh, uh, participate on, on, the, on the process of, uh, of, of, you know, filming these videos, of the creative process of filming these videos? Well, there's some videos that we have directed ourselves. Like this summer, we did Send Me a Vision okay. in Berlin, and Jay had done... Country Girl, and I did Face the Fire. Face but then fire. we also really love working with other filmmakers, and we worked with a bunch of filmmakers kind of all over the world. We just released Electric. That was a couple directors from Tokyo. Um, but, yeah, we like to get involved with the filmmaking process. Excellent. Maybe it's for, yeah, maybe we're micromanaging. Not exactly sure, but, mm. yeah, we love the process. Yeah, like I said, I, mean, I, I watch Electric. It's a great, great music video. And, uh, you know, Face the Fire is a classic as well. Uh, there's a, a, a video for Pain as well. Uh, you know, I think it's a, a, it's like, a, how you call those, uh, from Ch Chanel? Is that correct? Did you guys uh, have anything to do with that music video? What? There's a music video for Pain. And it's, uh, uh, how do you call it, uh, you know, uh, 
a parade. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But band do you, do, video do, or something? Do you know which, which one I'm talking about? The, the music video for Pain? I'm going to look it up, but I, I don't know. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to know if, if you guys were part of that anyway. Hey, and, and I just saw that uh, you guys played in Mexico City in Mar on March. All, you know, b before all of this uh, started to happen. How was that for you guys? Uh, yeah, that was the last time. That was our last show. It was it was actually a DJ set. Um, yeah. It was a DJ set for an announcement party for us coming back to play in Mexico City in May, but that, that show's been canceled but mexico city is incredible like amazing energy they have like such a vibrant scene of like underground music and like yeah just a lot of fans of dark yeah i love it dark stuff i i think too it's just everyone that comes to our shows in the city are so receptive it's like amazing audiences Generally, yeah, I think if we had the opportunity to spend more time there, we would. Surely. It's such a trip. Really Excellent. Cool. And you guys have uh, plans to, to go back to Europe uh, in uh, in October. Uh, how do you feel about that, uh, considering everything that is happening at this very moment? Yeah, it's tough to say. I think we rescheduled it, and that seemed like the responsible thing to do at the time in October is maybe a possibility for shows, but I think everyone's just scrambling right now and trying to figure out what's going to happen with live music because we all need it so much and we're all just ready to get back into it as soon as possible. But I don't think we're in the position to really make the decision if it's time to get back to it or not. Exactly. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we interviewed a, a band from Los Angeles, and uh, the person we spoke to told us that uh, she she thought that after all of this was going to be over, there was going to be like an artistic renaissance, because all of these musicians, like they're, they're basically under lockdown at home, and they have all this time to create new music. How, how do you, what do you think it's going to happen with music after all this? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I'm worried that there's going to be a lot of devastation in people's lives are probably changed drastically. I hope that music can become a tool to help people utilize like those work through those like the incredibly hard times that we're coming on to. But I don't know. I, I have heard certain things too like the Roaring Twenties were a product of the Spanish flu and the Great Depression, and it's just, I don't know. It feels cavalier to even, like, look forward um, in that way. Um, but I do see a lot of people being very productive right now, which is very exciting. Like, um, all these uh, collaborative uh, things that I think I think that's what will happen is we'll come out of this and suddenly all these people will have collaborated together and make music together and remix so that's something exactly I mean, like you said you just released electric is there is there any music uh, and I also I also know you released uh, the ROV 
new beat uh, edit by part-time punks. Uh, do you guys have any plans to release new singles, uh, new music in the upcoming weeks, months? We're working on stuff constantly. I mean, yeah, we have this free time now, but I think we're seeing how this pans out and what's going to be the next step. So not, not really sure right now. Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview. It's an absolute honor to be able to talk to you. And uh, I hope to, to see you guys uh, in San Francisco once again yeah. as soon as possible. Thank yeah, you. I cannot wait to go to San Francisco. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great evening in Massachusetts. Bye. Uh, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Excellent. Uh, that was Jay, and that was Gus from uh, Boy Harsher. In Rocknet.kxsf, you know, you can sense uh, the feeling of uh, uncertainty, of not knowing uh, what's going to happen. Uh, like she said, uh, it, it sounds, it feels kind of cavalier to to even think about uh, the upcoming, uh, the near uh, future. Not only for uh, for music, but for the for life in general. You know, it's uh, it's crazy. A lot of uh, projects are actually rescheduling their their shows to to the to the fall to October to November to December to the winter, but still we have no idea what's uh, what's going to happen uh, regarding you know especially with, with shows and all that and it it it's it's really something really difficult for the for the music uh, for the musicians in particular uh, you know the, all these bands and musicians they have a lot of uh, a lot of passion for the for the for the music that they create for everything that they do and uh you know to be to have that taken away from them like you know f from this like this it's just uh it must be a horrible horrible feeling so let's play something by boy harsher let's play face the fire in rocknet.kxsf 1:49 p.m. in san francisco we're going to be here until 4 p.m.
Rock Metal. 